Hello listeners, it's Addison, and I have a confession to make. I lied. I said that after season one, I would be back in two weeks, and it's been almost a year since I made a new episode. I'm very sorry, I took some time off to focus on my other ventures and to work on some fun surprises for you guys. Now I'm back, and better than ever. Now let's do a proper introduction. Hello listeners, and welcome back to another episode of... Where you get to listen to a 12-year-old talk about, you guessed it, a little bit of everything. If you're new, welcome. If you're not, thanks for coming back. First order of business, I have a couple of announcements to make. I decided that since it's season two, I should have a name to address you guys by. I picked, drumroll please, little listeners, you know, because a little bit of everything, listener, little listeners. If you like it, that's great. If you don't like it, please email me and I'll change it, I guess. Next, I have a new website coming soon. It'll have all my episodes listed in one place. There'll be a blog and about me section, how to contact me. That way you don't have to go to a bunch of different listening platforms to figure it out. The blog, necessarily, I can tell you that it's not going to be related to all my episodes. Like, it won't be transcriptions of it. I'll have a couple of transcriptions, but like the podcast, it will be a little bit of everything. So it's going to be really different with each post. So if you like that kind of stuff, read it when it comes out. I'll keep you guys updated as to when I'm going to release it. Also, I have a new segment later in the show. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You'll just have to see. I think it's pretty interesting, and I hope you do too. I will also be taking topic requests this season, so if there's anything that you want to see in an episode that you haven't seen already, please email me, and I will gladly make an episode about it. And the most important news... I'm going to 8th grade. Yay, isn't that fun? 7th grade was a bit of a doozy and (laughs) a bit of trial and error as well. I hope 8th grade is a little more back to normal since we've kind of figured everything out. Now, why don't we get into the reason you actually came here, which is for our movie review of The Mitchells vs. The Machines. The movie was produced by Sony Pictures Animation. Movies produced by Sony always have the best humor in their movies, so I had high hopes for this one. The storyline follows Katie Mitchell and her family as they set out on a college road trip. Little do they know, the adventure of a lifetime is about to take place. As I said, this movie follows Katie Mitchell. Basically, it's kind of a coming-of-age story and kind of sort of a relationship movie. Not like a romantic relationship, more of like a family relationship. Basically, when Katie was little, her and her dad were the best of friends, you know, super close. But as she gets older, like most teenagers, they kind of start to drift apart. However, Katie didn't drift apart with her brother. They're best friends. Her brother loves dinosaurs. They're great together. Katie is also a film student, which is the reason they went on a college road trip. She's going to film school. She loves to make weird, funny, short films like a pug cop movie. It doesn't sound like it would be good, but it actually looks pretty interesting. Her dad doesn't get it like most parents do when it comes to technology. And so that's where they kind of butt heads a lot throughout the movie. I'm not going to tell you what happens in the end because that would be a bit of a spoiler. But throughout the movie, as they're on their college road trip, a robot uprising happens and takes over the world and abducts all the humans. And the only people left are the Mitchells. The weirdest family on the planet is all they have. And it's our only hope. So throughout the movie, they do a whole bunch of action stuff and get into kind of weird situations. But it's... It's weird, but in a funny way. 
Overall, I really enjoyed the movie and its underlying messages. There were a total of three that stood out to me. One of them being how dependent people are today on technology. In the beginning, when the Wi-Fi went out, it was quite exaggerated, but still relevant to how people would act without access to the internet. Everybody started freaking out. It was like way over exaggerated, but I kind of feel like that's what would happen if the Wi-Fi ever did go out for the whole world one day. Everyone would freak out and think they had lost everything. And it just proves, like, even today, you can't... Don't tell me that you've never been to the bathroom and you didn't bring your phone. Like, you don't necessarily have to have been on your phone, but you brought your phone with you. And I know there are some of you out there who go to the bathroom and do your business and you play on your phone. It, that's how dependent we are on technology. We can't even go to the bathroom without our phones and we can't go a day without Wi-Fi. But it's not necessarily all our fault because a lot of the things that make money today depend on Wi-Fi. Like this podcast, in order to record it, I need Wi-Fi to record it. Sometimes when you have a meeting for work, which you get paid for because it's your job, we need Wi-Fi to get on the meeting. So without Wi-Fi, the world would kind of crash and burn out, but we've set it up that way. Returning listeners, you know the drill. It's time for... Little Bits of Knowledge! Today's fact is, did you know that the longest place name in the world is 85 letters long? This place is located in New Zealand, so for your entertainment, I'm going to try and pronounce it now. Sorry to whoever lives in this place, I mean no disrespect. <sighs> Here we go. That's definitely not how you pronounce it. So if you're trying to learn how to pronounce that place, don't take advice from me. Now back to the movie. Another point that was strongly illustrated was the bond between family can overcome anything. Even when they're separated against the odds, no hope left in sight, they were always able to come together as a family to save the human race. Family bonds might not be strong enough for that, but that doesn't make them any less important. Family is always there for you. Even when your friends might not be there for you or just don't want to talk to you, your family's there. While they're kind of stuck with you, they still support you. Even your siblings, I know some of you out there have siblings that just you just you just don't like them. But deep down, you would do anything for your sibling and you know it. Family will always be behind you, no matter what. And if they're not, then well. I don't know what to say about that. Families are also outlets for you to express your emotions. There are some emotions that you just can't tell your friends. Like, it'll be weird. But your family knows almost everything about you. So when you have pent-up feelings, you can just release it all out at home. And I think Katie in the movie took that a little too far because her emotion expressing actually came out pretty rude to her dad. While I understand how she felt, her dad didn't, and they didn't go about it the right way. And that's what caused their relationship problems between them. The third message that I got from this movie was how it highlighted the importance of uniqueness in society, which I know that sounds kind of cliche considering how a lot of movies focus on this, but this one took it to an extreme. When robots saw the Mitchells trying to stop them, they assumed that they would be easy to beat, considering that they were weird and non-cohesive. But who knew that a family of four with a funny filmmaking daughter and a dinosaur-obsessed son, a woodsman at heart dad, and a kooky teacher mom were capable of stopping the robot uprising. An example of this in the movie was how different thinking and quirks can come up with better solutions. 
They were driving and trying not to get spotted by evil robots. So Katie, basically, she took a tarp and drew a road on top of the car. So if you were looking from an aerial point of view, it would look like it was just the road. I would have never thought of this. I probably would have just ran and hide because I'm a scaredy cat myself. But Katie came up with a clever idea that actually worked for the most part. Uniqueness also makes you stand out, which is really cool. Like, who wants to blend in? Celebrities don't blend in. And now they don't blend in. They're rich. So, yeah. <laughs> like how I mentioned earlier, a new segment is being added to the show. And it's something I like to call... Trivia Bits! This is how it will work. In each of my episodes, I will ask a trivia question. If you can email me the correct answer, then you get a shout-out. My email will be listed in the description. Anyway, today's question is, what monarch made Valentine's Day a holiday in 1537? If you know the answer, let me know. Back to the movie. Another thing I loved about this movie was the randomness of it all. Every character has specific traits about them, like their interests and dress and style, but sometimes movie can be so generic and predictable that you can already tell what's going to happen next. Like, you know, typically in a lot of Disney movies, weird girl gets bullied and the mean girl is like prom queen or whatever but at the end of the movie the weird girl ends up becoming prom queen gets a boyfriend which is probably the popular girl's boyfriend and the popular girl regrets her decisions and they become friends that's literally the plot of almost every coming of age movie that i've seen my mom says i have a super sense for this and it's no fun to watch movies with me because i'm such a spoiler this movie however i thought i knew what was going to happen but it was so random that whatever i predicted was completely irrelevant while random storylines can sometimes pan out badly this actually fits together nicely with a great plot i like movies where i don't know what's going to happen next it leaves me on the edge of my seat that's the whole point of movies like if i wanted to know what was going to happen i would have went on a spoiler website and found out for myself Overall, I would give The Mitchells vs. The Machines a 4 out of 5 stars. The only reason it doesn't get 5 is because of the humor. While it was funny to me, I don't think it's sophisticated enough for some adults who might label it as stupid humor, aka my mom. She did not enjoy the humor of this movie. That's all for today, folks. Thanks for listening. Please make a donation to my podcast so I can keep them coming for your listening enjoyment. The link is in my description, and don't forget to tune to my podcast next week.